Hello everyone, Mike Stokes, Wild Alive Education. Today I would like to talk about what to do when you're feeling lost, overwhelmed, um, off track, um, and basically uncertain about the path to take. <clears throat> so it happens to all of us. Uh, especially the more uh, the more we try to achieve in life, the more difficult choices we have to make. So the most important thing to latch on to in terms of an idea about what to do when you're feeling lost is there's several very important things. So one very important thing is to embrace the idea that you can only make the choices that you make. Now that may sound sort of redundant and stupid, uh, but it's, it's fundamentally important. If you're constantly second guessing your choices, <clears throat> you're never going to get anywhere. So the first thing to embrace is this idea that you have to make choices and you can only make the choices that you make and that the best that you can do is learn from those choices. So instead of being focused on whether or not you're making the right choice, primarily, you want to be focused on if you made a choice that needs to be modified in the future, how are you going to learn that lesson and how are you going to integrate that lesson into your life? Um, so for example, with me, uh, I've had some health issues of late and, um, I recently got a whoop and have been tracking my fitness on the whoop and it's really showed me in reality, in real time, my fitness level and my health level. Whereas in the past I was just kind of guessing and kind of going upon how I felt, um, and I had gotten pretty good at noticing wasn't when I wasn't feeling right and then changing course, but it took a long time and I wasn't very good at it. But now with the feedback, the daily feedback on my rest, uh, on my recovery and on my overall fitness from the whoop, I'm able to, or not, I'm just able to, I'm more motivated to make better health choices in terms of diet, exercise and rest than before. So, you know, I could be uh, beating myself up for not getting a fitness tracker sooner when they first came out. Um, but that really doesn't serve any purpose. The, the purpose, the, the most important thing to do is to figure out um, what was the lesson that I missed or what was the bias that I was embracing that kept me from not getting a fitness tracker. Um, and a first stab at that for me uh, was that, for example, I had um, a belief about finances that it wasn't worth the high monthly fee. And in general, I try to avoid high monthly fees uh, for anything uh, because I don't want my life to be beholden to uh, an outside entity. So I'm always trying to cut those down. And I still think that's a valid goal. But in a lot of ways, um, this device uh, 
is more important than, um, it's not more important than my internet. It's integrated and fused to my internet. Uh, it's not more important than my phone. Um, but it may be more important than the extra 30 bucks a month I spend on, uh, luxury foods. So the point is, is that I learned my lesson, no matter how long it took me, I learned my lesson to not, to not follow the idea that I was following, that I wasn't going to pay for any expensive monthly services, uh, just out of a sort of a righteous dogma. We all have righteous dogmas in all kinds of areas of our life. You know, we like to sort of point at the other person and say like, oh, they're dogmatic and righteous in their ideology. And we like to think about them in terms of, you know, religion and politics and um, worldviews. But we do all have local dogmas, uh, micro dogmas, uh, personal dogmas that are just areas of belief that we refuse to question for one reason or another. The main reason that we refuse to question things is because the dogmas give us a sense of self and certainty. And that self and certainty then feeds into a sense of purpose of who we are in life. So we don't, it's inherently scary to question our own beliefs and dogmas. So when you're feeling stuck, the first thing, there's still still a couple of things, but the thing that I'm talking about right now is to not so much worry about the choice that you're going to make to do next, but really focus on the lessons that you're going to learn, or maybe the lessons that you haven't learned uh, in whatever area you're feeling stuck. If you're feeling stuck in money or health or relationship, you want to really dig in and see like what are the the sacred cows that you're not willing to um question so that would be number one when you're feeling stuck is to begin asking questions about your beliefs and your assumptions about what is possible about what you like about what is right to do so start questioning all that the second thing to do when you're feeling stuck is any activity that cleanses you. So that could be a physical cleanse of uh, food. Um, a caveat for that is that if you're in the um, alternative health realm where there are uh, lots of fasting is promoted, um, a big mistake people make with fasting is that fasting isn't the be-all end-all. Fasting is, is a cyclical thing that needs to be matched with building. So if you're already drained out, then you should not be fasting. But if you're really, you know, if you've got lots of extra body fat um, and you've got lots of, um, mainly lots of extra body fat, um, or if you're, uh, you know, pretty strong uh, in a lot of other ways, that's the appropriate time to fast. You don't want to fast when you're weak. And that's the mistake that most people make. You want to first get on a strength building routine and then fast. So, but the point that I'm trying to hit home here is that some sort of cleansing activity. So even as if you're in a strength building phase, you still need to do things that are wholesome uh, and that are, um, that clean you out. So for example, if you're, if you're building strength with protein and healthy fa and fats, those better be really clean proteins and really healthy omega-3s. Um, and, you know, another thing you can do is just straight up 
cardiovascular exercise. So any type of, I wouldn't say up and down cardiovascular exercise. I would say more of a steady, uh, like a steady climb on a bike or a steady treadmill or um, a steady hike up a hill or, um, or, or, or any other cardio that, that does that. We'll start to clean out the mental stagnation and will push you to that plane of where you literally break a cycle, especially if in a, um, a moderate cardio, you go past the length of what you're used to. So there'll become a point if you're doing extreme cardio, it doesn't really help. You kind of get too blasted up, but if you're doing mellow cardio and you get to a point of where you, let's say you normally stop at 20 or 30 or 45 minutes, you just go that next 10 minutes you don't have to be strenuous. You just have to continue the action. So when you continue in that extra 10 minutes of cardio or what other of strain, uh, then that starts to break up the old pattern um, and give you a little bit more clarity on how to make the next choice that's in front of you. Um, you know, feeling lost is, is always a matter of, of choices. Uh, you know, another, uh, another simple way uh, to break up uh, some stagnant energy is to to go into uh, a sauna or into a cold plunge. Um, cold plunges are a little bit more, um, you know, dramatic, and you'd have to do them sort of sustained over time in order to feel the effect. Uh, anything sustained over time is going to give you a better opening and release uh, from whatever stagnation or confusion that you're feeling. So any type of cold plunge and any type of sauna or hot exposure, um, as long as you're not exposing yourself to damaging UV rays or putting your heart rate in a dangerous zone. Um, and that, so I'm reaching the edge of my safe zone, uh, in my cardio and the sauna. So I'm going to wrap up pretty quick here. Another thing that you can do is develop your ability to read feedback. So the feedback, uh, I made a whole other post about feedback. Um, the more, you know, there's a great old saying in business management, um, something that isn't measured doesn't get managed. So you, you need to set up structures in your life that um, measure things. You know, you have something that measures how much you spend in your, in your budget and then, uh, you know, a fitness tracker that measures your fitness. Uh, you know, I, I'm all about automation. I don't believe in taking a bunch of time to do all these things because in, in, in the long run, you'll have spent a lot of your wonderful hours of your life uh, managing spreadsheets, which to me doesn't sound like a, a fun life. Although if you're the kind of person that loves spreadsheets, by all means, do spreadsheets. Um, I'm not here to discount or diss spreadsheets. It's just not everyone has an individual joy point and it's not my joy point, not how I want to be spending my life, but I do want the feedback. So the feedback will enable you to make good choices. So just like I said, the whoop enables me, uh, not just enables me, but gives me motivation. That's probably the big thing. It gives me motivation to make the right choices. Um, so if you're feeling lost or stuck, if you, if you can go back and see what the feedback has been, in uh, whatever, let's say you're working on relationship and you're like, oh my God, I cannot figure out what to do. Relationships keep failing for me. Well, the first thing 
to do is to go see what you've done in all the previous attempts at relationship. And if you're doing the same exact thing again, uh, well, you know, that's the definition of insanity, right? That's a popular saying. But the, the difficult thing is that most of us don't recognize that we're doing the same thing over and over again. And don't have the courage to admit um, that we failed. So it's, again, another one of those principles to, to empower your relationship with failure. And that's another... Um, Thing that's going to free you from being lost. If you're constantly worried about failure, then you're never going to, you're going to stay lost. You're going to stay confused. You're going to stay disoriented. You'll stay overwhelmed. But if you embraced failure as a, a tuning fork that points you in the direction of where you want to go, then, uh, and, and, and gives you the necessary feedback in order to get there, then you'll unstuck yourself. You'll get free of uh, much of the mental block that is holding you where you are. And it, it is primarily mental. I mean, the, phys the physical body reflects the mental state. So if you have a really stagnant mindset, you're going to have a really stagnant body. If you have a really anxious mindset, you're going to have a really anxious body. So, so working on the body will also reflect itself in the mind. So if you're stuck and feeling lost, then you need to do something out of the ordinary in your body and in your mind. So for example, um, you know, many people take on yoga as a healing practice, but what most people do is they just gravitate towards the yoga that uh, is the easiest mentally for them to do. Not the easiest physically. Some people gravitate towards very, very difficult physical practices, but normally most everybody, this is just the human condition, we will gravitate towards that which is easy for us to do mentally. So, you know, uh, I have um, my left hip, I've always had a, I've had a congenital inguinal hernia, which I had operated on, but the left hip front and back never, never loosened up. It always stayed tight. So it's very uncomfortable and painful for me to do uh, a hamstring stretch and a hip flexor stretch. But I do that now every morning because the result of not doing those, it would be lower back pain. So by managing my hip uh, on my left side, I have a lot less lower back pain. Uh, so the point is, is that that's a pose that those are two things that I resisted for years. Um, and when I used to be a full-time yoga teacher, the the most difficult and most important lesson that I would always try to teach everyone that came in the room was the difference between good pain and bad pain. And, you know, good pain is generally something you avoid. Uh, it's generally not really sharp. Uh, it's generally uh, just associated with more mental pain than physical pain. Uh, the physical pain is there, but it's doubled by the mental resistance to it. Uh, bad pain is usually the pain that we do to sort of keep things the same. We want to keep eating the same way. We want to keep walking the same way. We want to keep exercising the same way. We want to stay in the same kinds of relationships. We have the same kinds of goals when it's appropriate at different various stages in our life to change those things. So, so bad pain usually looks sharp. It's usually repetitive. Like it's the same place over and over again. Sometimes it's dull, but it, it is definitely repetitive. It comes up in the same place again and again. So those kind of pain, you know, it's not true, no pain, no gain. What's true is no good pain, no gain. 
Um, avoid the bad pain and embrace the good pain. And again, that will be the pain that you have mental resistance to uh, if it's something that you have been avoiding for a while. Now, once you start embracing the good pain, the mental resistance declines and you get better at feeling both the good pain and the bad pain. Another key factor to breaking free from uh, a feeling of lost or stuckness or you know confusion or overwhelm is to embrace the idea that the Buddhist idea that all life is suffering. Now, when you say that, most people go like, ah, I don't want to suffer my whole life. Well, you don't have to. But once you embrace the idea that all life is suffering, then when suffering occurs, it's not a problem. It's just part of life. Uh, and, and it's good to say it the, the way the Buddhists say that all the Buddhists say that all life is suffering because then you know, we don't resist the good things in life. We only resist the things that are challenging or difficult or that we don't like. So if we embrace the idea that all life is suffering and then uh, move and try to find joy within whatever we're suffering with, then that frees us from the resistance that causes us to feel lost or stuck. The last thing that I want to close on is um, in order to get past the place of being lost or stuck, um, you need to try something new. So you gotta, and I, I, I alluded to this earlier, but you've got to actually just, you know, if you're totally stuck, try anything new. Just make sure it's not a, um, a, a veiled cover for something that you already do. Try to truly make it new. So for example, I, uh, just two days ago now, have stopped drinking caffeine. That's I've done it before, but it's always been very difficult for me. And I've noticed uh, in the feedback in my body and mind that when I do that, when I replace morning exercise and morning routines and meditation and yoga and cardio, instead of my morning coffee, everything works better in my life. And uh, it's not true for everyone, but it is true for my specific body-mind type that caffeine is not except in extremely small doses and very few and far, teen, far in between, it's not uh, good for me. So that's taken 51 years, and who knows, I may fail again, but I'm going to continue to try new things and to read the feedback as it comes. Uh, the whoop makes it much easier for me because I have more feedback to, relate, to let go of the caffeine because I can see a direct correlation between the negative effects. Um, also, it has a direct correlation with the negative effects of alcohol, so it's easier for me to let go alcohol and minimize it to a very healthy, low level. So the point is, is try something new and then read the feedback from what is happening. Is it getting better or is it getting worse? And if it's getting worse, then embrace your failure. Don't resist your failure. You know, if you're like, oh, God damn it, I screwed up again, then you're on the wrong path. You got to be mindfully, you know, if you do that in the first seconds of a failure and then you calm yourself and you get into the core of what caused the failure or the, to the best of your ability, seeing what caused the failure, then, uh, you'll just get better at making those tough decisions in life and making them in a way that works for you. So let me see if I can remember all the points. One is to go out and break up some physical stagnation patterns, you know, get some steady cardio exercise, nothing sort of real volatile, but something steady that you push gently past your normal limits. Um, 
Also read the feedback, sort of get more in tune with what your mistakes are teaching you rather than whether you're going to make another one. Also set up more structures of feedback, you know, get a fitness tracker, start a budget, um, join a support group and get feedback from the others. Those are all things that, that I'm doing for feedback these days. And lastly, try new things. Uh, just don't worry about making the wrong choice. Embrace your relationship with failure and see failure as the process of success. Because, you know, in the, in the layman's interpretation of success, we only look at the moment of success. We don't see the, the thousands and thousands of failures that led up to it. So embrace your relationship with failure. Try things new. Um, and you will move through. Now, again, don't, so another, I'll just leave you with the last idea. If you judge your progress, if you judge how far you've gotten, how fast you've gotten, and you're, um, you think that that's wrong, then you're going to stagnate again. So you can have lofty ideals to, to change big, giant things in your life. Um, but you have to embrace the failure when it comes and see it as a necessary step along the path. Uh, I'm going to make a, a segment in the future about how to connect your micro, meso, and macro goals together. Uh, but that's, that's for another time. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if this was valuable for you. Um, go to the website, lushplanet.net. Sign up for our email notifications. I don't use it that much, but I'll send out a few new material when they come out. And click the notification button so you are notified of new material when I post it. I generally post uh, twice a month, once or twice a month. Okay, have a wonderful day.